Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Julieta Televi, and joining me to take your questions this evening are Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments and David Shapiro from Sassman Securities. If you'd like to send questions to us, please SMS 41392, email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za, or tweet Business Day TV using the hashtag Stockwatch. David, Wayne, good evening to you both. David, I shall start with you tonight. Um, it was a pretty good day on the JC today, mm. and the mm. RAND had a pretty good day, and then there were some really fantastic moves by shares like Aspen and Barlowold. Uh, so all around, not too shabby. No, and uh, we've got to thank China for that. Uh, manufacturing numbers came there, which uh, were much higher than expected. And uh, everybody's crying that China's back and uh, growth is going to be stronger than they expected. So, of course, for South Africa, that's great. You know, commodity prices go up. Everybody rushes into it. But I, th there's one other aspect as well. Uh, the feared reaction to um, to grey listing just hasn't transpired. You know, nothing's happened. Everything's kind of normal. I, I, you know, I'm just looking at the market. I thought there'd be pressure on a lot of the banks and a pressure on uh, you know a lot of our stocks. It just just seems to have come and gone. Mm. So there might be something underneath or subliminal, but I mean, it's not it's not uh, obvious on the market. I mean, Wayne, what would you maybe advance as an explanation for that? Do you think it's because it actually takes time to filter into the system and make itself felt or that we were junk status so, and we were kind of yeah. been written off by the world anyway <laughs> and maybe we're just not on international <laughs> investor radar so they don't really care? No, no, I wouldn't say we're not on an investor radar. For an emerging market, we're a big emerging market with very well-developed capital markets, but... First of all, it's terrible news, but it's not as bad a news as going junk. Okay, it's not even in the same league as going junk. Secondly, and I, and I read what the finance minister said this morning, the reason why we've gone grey listing is not because our banks aren't good and haven't got controls. It's not because we haven't got the legislation, which we rushed through parliament, but we got the legislation. The problem is enforcement of the legislation and actually using the information that the banks supply mm. about, you know, that they give through to the, what's it, the Financial Intelligence Center and actually prosecuting people. I mean, look at, look at Digital Vibes. It's been around for two years. Charges haven't been laid yet. Yeah. The, 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 um, the, what's it, the commission, the state, the capture, the state capture commission, not one charge has been laid on that. So these things can be done. And I actually believe the finance minister when he says that we'll be off the gray list sometime next year. Because, and, and I think that, that it's, it's quite possible that we would be because, you know, it's just the prosecution and actually to show the results of mm. all the information that we have got and to enforce the legislation. But we know that in every aspect of South Africa, yeah, well, I was going to say the, that's a metaphor. The whole prosecutorial thing was was decimated. The whole yeah. the whole process was absolutely destroyed. Mm. So yes, I think we'll get off it, and that's why I don't think this is such a bad thing. Okay, but I do think it is a metaphor for the fact that we have the right laws, we say the right things, and then we just have no implementation. And this is yes. sort of a critical part of because it cuts throughout society and actually there's a broader societal ramification there. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. I shall move swiftly along to questions. But maybe mm -hmm. before I do, no one's really asked anything on Aspen. Why was it such a yeah. profound move up? Um, uh, David, 
uh, because I mean, it, it presumably wasn't on the basis of the results. It was more on the expectation of how much mm. business they, they could, could secure in future pipelines that really got the market mm. excited. I, I, th I think the outlook statement was very positive. And I think that drove it up. The fact that uh, they said that the next half year is going to be a lot better, you know, not only then this half year, but also then the half year uh, before that. They've had a, they had a lot of issues that kept them back. I mean, uh, everything. And look, to be, to be honest, I mean, this is not a great run. You know, if you go back a year, I think the share price was significantly higher than it was. We had that deep fall. So although it's registering on the Richter scale, this move today, <laughs> I think overall it's, it, 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 it's still a long way to go to recover. But I mean, at least, at least they're pointing in the right direction and things are starting to come right. And they're not laid down by by issues, you know, um, by other issues. So, um, hopefully, you know, th this can continue. I I've got to admit, outright, you know, I couldn't go through the tons of results. When you get six hundred companies reporting today, and they're all six hundred page reports, it's almost impossible to get a grip of what's happening. So, yeah, it's very superficial, my view. Okay. I mean, yes, there were a lot of company results. They weren't the worst companies to analyze, though. They, a lot of them sell yeah. things. Okay, David. <laughs> Stop whining. I mean, it wasn't like you had to plow through discoveries results again. No, Shapiro must do some work, man. You know, after the last two weeks, I'm, it's, it's enough already. You know, I've, I've tried to go. I've got pages and pages here. And I can't remember, unfortunately. I haven't got the capacity. You know, my chip in my head is... Is the 1960 it's models? It's not one of these new Nvidia chips, you know. They can retain things and things. So, I have I have big problems, you know, <laughs> recalling things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sort of your elderly, the elderly lady manning your internal filing cabinets is slowing down. Uh, um, Wayne, uh, what did you make of the Aspen results? Yeah. Um, and I mean, Look, I mean, as David said, mm -hmm. this share price is down from 260, like 270, yeah. 280 odd to the current level, which is at 130 now. So in the bigger scheme, this is not really advanced. The actual results, I mean, very similar to cash bill, they're coming off a high base here because of COVID. Eh? I mean, they made a ton of money on the on the vaccines and everything. So that's why turnover is down. That's why profits are down. It's more of a base effect. I, I will also be honest and say Aspen has on previous occasions said things will be better in the next six months and it doesn't always come to fruition. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was a 14, 13% price movement, but off a very, very low base. Yeah. We've actually got a chart on the screen now that goes back to uh, 1999 or actually just before, probably when they listed. Um, and it's still quite harrowing to, to, to realize that they, they almost got to 450 Rand a share in 2015. Mm. And so they are still long way, way off that. <clears throat> and that's when we are playing on the top field. That's before we got demoted to the, I don't know, I don't know what the league is that we're playing in now. Um, Wayne, I'm st sticking with you. Uh, there's a question from a viewer who says, are you still of the view that inflation and interest rates are going to reduce significantly this year? Because current trends seem to indicate this is now only likely to happen next year or later. And of course, this uh, has so I'm much implication. Globally. I, I yes. imagine, yeah, well, globally and then locally. Yeah, look, I thought we were at the peak of interest rates last month. Clearly, I'm wrong. I was wrong. The, the data, the jobs data, 
and the actual inflation data points to at least another interest rate increasing around domestically and overseas. But to answer the question, yes, I still firmly believe that inflation will fall and fall quite significantly in the second half of this year, and we should see interest rate cuts this year. Of course, no one knows the future. You know, no one, we're all guessing here, and that's my one particular guess, simply because, number one, it went up so quickly. Mm. Secondly, it's the highest in 40 years. There's every indication that it's going to fall uh, quite serious. It's not going back to COVID levels, but it will fall back to within manageable levels in the relatively near future, because there's no ways that any economy with debt and, and everyone, every, every Western country, every country's got debt, can have in particular America and Europe and the UK such a massive increase in interest rates on the back of 40-year high inflation without an economic slowdown and some sort of curtailment of demand. And if demand falls, inflation falls. Mm, okay. So yes, I am still of the same view. I might be wrong, who knows? Mm. David, anything further to add there? I mean, does it, uh, is it quite up? Yeah, is it good up prices your... are coming down. A lot of the things that pushed up inflation have uh, reversed. That's on the good side. Where it's, where it's harrowing is on the, the American economy continues to increase jobs or grow jobs. And that means more people are getting money and more people are spending. I mean, isn't that and terrible? Well, that's a service. It is, you know, according to, you know, because inflation is not coming down and they're worried that uh, um, that this will be embedded in prices, that people will start to, you know, demand more wages because the because wages are so tight or the employment is so tight. So that's the one area we have to watch. And that's what's getting everybody all upset at the moment. And, you know, again, today in the U.S., more Fed speak came out, you know, this is not the end. The terminal rate's now five and a half percent before it was four and a half percent and then and so on. And that's why markets are so volatile. But no one can really, as Wayne said, no one can really see through this yet. But but I promise you down the line, whether it's second half of this year or early next year, we will see inflation a lot lower because, um, you know, those services will start to, uh, you know, will start to fall because of what Wayne said, higher interest rates is going to start clamping down on demand and so we'll so we'll reverse. But for the meantime, it's 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 employment and services in the US that is causing all the headaches. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I still have this. Uh, uh, clearly, I, I understand nothing about economics in that I, I wonder why this is such a bad thing and why a market couldn't learn to live with mm. higher inflation, because if I mean, you're, you're, you're wanting to buy into companies that have good growth prospects that sell to more people and maybe at higher margins. And to do that, you need strong workforces. I, it, it seems... Um, Oy, uh, the inflation police are going to get you. Yeah, the inflation police are coming to visit you. <laughs> okay. You know how many economists are out there, you know? They're going to tell you the evils of inflation. <laughs> yes, so, right. Well, let's, okay. All right. Let me cloak my ignorance and, or actually, no, let me just try and shift my ignorance out of the way and move on. Um, Sabanier, there's a question on it. It's saying it's had a very steep descent. Would now be a good time to buy as we approach its 52 week low? So it recovered. And then, really, in the last couple of weeks, it's been mm. absolutely smacked. Um, Wayne, do you think maybe it's worth picking up here? Look, 
Platinum shares, and I know it's not only a platinum shares, but platinum shares, I think, are in value territory. They have fallen quite significantly. You look at Anglo-American platinum, I mean, it's down an enormous amount, way over 50% from its peak. And I think it's showing value. I mean, I know there's obviously Sabanya, they're spending the money, Neil's going out there, he's buying all sorts of other assets with the massive cash that they had. Their latest results that came out, earnings halved essentially, but they're not unique in that quite a few mining companies, the earnings halved. I would hold back on on Sibanya just a little bit, but I mean, understand, and, and I've spoken about this on many occasions, the next, the next big portfolio move, I think, is to buy mining shares and buying and, and mm. going yeah. heavily overweight yeah. mining shares. I just don't think we're there yet. Platinum's there, but I don't think the other miners are there yet. So I would hold off a little bit on Sibanya. Yeah. It's quite a sobering chart to, to consider that this time last year, Sibanya was double, mm. more than double what it is now. Would you be tempted at all? I, <clears throat> there's no support coming in yet. And Sibanya had a bad year. Uh, it, it had the gold mine strike, which went on forever. Uh, it had issues in Montana with still water, you know, weather, bad weather. So from that point of view, operationally, it was a good plus everything from cable theft to, to load shedding. But, you know, the one thing, and nothing holds back Neil Froneman. He's going into nickel. He'll go into whatever. You know, he's a, he's a mover. I'm, I'm with Wayne. I'm watching carefully. And every day I look at the Angler Platts chart. Sadly, it keeps going down and down and is in <laughs> uncharted territories on the way down now, which is worrying. But I think what we've seen historically, that there's a point soon where uh, it becomes cheap and things do turn around. So be careful. And with China on the move, if this is genuine, um, there will be some response. So I watch commodity prices every day, you know, for some kind of signs uh, of, of increased demand and so on. Yeah. It's not reflected in the oil price yet. It's not being reflected, uh, you know, in, in the palladium or platinum price yet. But just keep, you know, just keep a watchful eye. Okay. Well, talking about the oil price, the viewer sent us an interesting question. Um, and he says, I saw a snippet on another news channel earlier this week, uh, Sky News, about Middle Eastern business and stock markets. It made me think regarding these extremely rich oil states and all the investments they make globally. Why do we never hear about Middle Eastern based companies and stock markets or indices being investable opportunities? It's a good point. Um, well, they're do, buying do, every English football team that they can get there. Yeah. You know, that's where all the money's going. You know, it's, so stupid investments uh, in other words. United, Man City, you name it. Uh, Newcastle United, that's where the money's going. <laughs> Come on, surely that's just, that's just the, the, the sort of the fripperies sort of money. Those are I promise you. Mm. Those are really, really bad investments. <laughs> okay, well, what about um, a company like Saudi Aramco? I mean, it was... Yeah. Is that you something that oil, you would that, ever consider? A, you know, the big investment that these companies make, that these countries make, is from their sovereign wealth funds. So it's not listed on their stock market. And I mean, Saudi Arabia is by far, a, well, it's a very good example. I mean, Aramco is, what, 80% of the market cap. So essentially, you're taking a punt on one thing, and that's the oil price. Mm. These are not diversified markets or very big markets at all. Eh? <clears throat> very small markets. Well, they're very undiversified, very narrow markets. Yes, which is why I suppose they've got these sovereign wealth funds and the diversification into things such no, because as because oil is coming to plant. an end, both 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 environmentally and physically. You know, it's 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 a finite resource, and mm. um, keeping the price high makes people buy electric quicker, 
So in, I don't know, 10 years' time, world demand for oil might have halved. Mm. Yeah, okay. Alrighty. Okay, well, hopefully we answered that fairly comprehensively. And then a question on Zida, and it was actually, um, uh, the, the, the viewer says... Which what one, the, with the A or the with E? The a. Zida. With the A, oh, okay. okay, Zida. Mm -hmm. um, what does the, the, the fleet company, what does the panel think about Zida? There's a recent publication by the Financial Mail. Yes, the one I work for. Uh, it's a broker's note, according to Chantal Marx, Head of External Research, F&B Wealth and Investments. It's a buy. Um, of course, Wayne, that's part of your, uh, your stable. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Wayne. Going to you, Chantal. Yeah. Reckoned it's just um, it's it's undervalued, um, and and the share price performance has has really been pretty dismal, as you pointed out. Yes, since, it since has. It was Look, they're, 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 there's obviously an, an an overhang. Yeah, some people don't want to just own these shares because why? You know, it's so small in their portfolios, etc., etc., etc. But tourism and tourism activities, you can see. In the results, I mean, in Zida's own trading update, they said the tourist spots, especially the Western Cape, absolutely flying. Mm. I mean, you try and I know, I know you've got particular issues in our airline market, but you try and buy an airline ticket and what you pay for it, people are traveling and the tourists are coming, and that's extremely good for for for, for Zida. And I mean, I know, I know it's a new one, but the valuation looks very, very low, and it's a it's a well-known asset that's been around forever. Well, assets have been around forever. Yeah. You know, what worries me is that uh, it's been here before. We had it listed under Avis. Yes. And they took it off and went into Barlin. And Barlin's wanted to sell it. They couldn't sell it. So they said, all right, can't sell it. Let's just unbundle it. Mm. And let's give it to the shareholders, which is exactly where we are. Oh, hello, David. I think we have lost, temporarily lost David, which is quite unusual because he normally has an excellent connection. He's normally, he's normally, I, I'm the one that normally gets lost here, but yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so. Uh, maybe, oh. maybe, he's, maybe his chip, maybe his chip stopped working I, there, the one he was talking about earlier on. <laughs> David, have you rebooted your internet, yourself? It says your internet. Oh dear. You know, I think we've got trouble there. Yeah. Um, Turn the camera off, David. <laughs> Um, David, turn your camera off, maybe. Um, um, strange things are happening technologically, so I do apologize. Um, Wayne, if you're still with us. Okay, so sure. um, you feel that, yes, maybe it is a little bit undervalued. Um, I'll move on from Zida to a related company, which is, of course, on international. And if we're talking about companies in the tourism sector, um, and the question is, can your panel, can you ask your panel their view on Sun International? I expect uh, the report to come out soon for uh, the 2022 financial year. Do you expect good things? Look, it's, it's exactly the same theme as what I'm talking about, what you spoke about on, on Zida. I think the hospitality industry in South Africa is going to do extremely well. You've got the RAND up <clears throat> at low levels. You know, despite everything that we find negative in South Africa, tourists aren't really affected by that. The hotels they stay in have got have got power. They're not really affected by crime. They mm. tourists can come here and have a truly wonderful time for peanuts, quite frankly. Really cheap. I'm actually very positive on the whole leisure tourism industry. Yeah. And I think the numbers bear me out. I mean the the, the tourists the foreign arrivals is actually quite good. 
David, we seem to have you back there. So I'm afraid we haven't really got your thoughts on Zida. Um, um, so you're very welcome to go back there as you were cut off mid flow. <laughs> I, 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 I nearly said that it had been it's been around the block a few times, and Bala World, you know, couldn't sell it, so it just unbundled it. And it's uh, when I say it's a one trick pony, it's you know, it's it it hasn't got the diversification of perhaps other travel and leisure companies and that, mm. but still. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm with Wayne in the sense that I think we're going to attract a lot of tourism. And uh, I know that both of you are going touring tomorrow. Um, so that's, <laughs> you know, it just shows you people do want to get out. And regardless of of, of, of whether there are issues. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well I'm not going to stay at Sun City. I'm going to the Birkendal West Camp and we're driving ourselves. So I'm not really adding very much <laughs> to the South African economy, I have to say. Um, David, there was another question, a, a subsequent question on Sun International, um, asking um, your thoughts and whether you expected a bumper set of results. Uh, it's going to be the, the 2022 financial year that should come out shortly. You know, they are improving. If you look at City Lodge and you look at these companies, they took an almighty beating during the COVID years, which they have to make up. So, you know, there's a lot of ground for them to to, to recover. And uh, I tell you where we're experiencing that is in airfares, you know, where where airline companies are just milking us and gouging us <laughs> at the moment in an effort to make up what they did lose. You know, and I mean, if you look at air price, air, airline prices today, they are crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, actually, um, our, our control room is bringing up some nice charts this evening, going back some 20 years, more than 20 years on Sun International. Uh, you know, it's quite, it's also quite a sobering chart. At one point, it peaked at 160 Rand, but I guess that was also prior to a f how many rights issues has Sun International had yeah. in, in the last but five years? Julieta, the gambling side, you know, the gaming side mm -hmm. is also not where it used to be. You know, that's also come off a lot. And uh, that was that was the biggest attraction with with a lot of these city lodge. Now, you know, was purely a businessman's stopover, hmm. but but certainly in a number of the Togos, the Sun International, all of those, uh, a large reliance was on was on gaming as well. Where in this kind of economy, I don't think is is. And remember, um, you know, so so I think that is an issue. There's a subsequent uh, question on City Lodge, so I, I don't want to completely exhaust the, the tourism theme. Okay, so you've sketched it out, but on its own merits, do you think City Lodge is worth looking at? Because it's it's in a slightly, it's, it's in a more business travel market. It's got maybe f a few more headaches that it's got to work its way through than the other, than Soho or, or Sun International. I still like City Lodge. I think they've got a very good product. And certainly if I take my own experience, obviously we're measuring off COVID. There's a fair amount of traveling going on. Eh? Mm. And you stay Business at a city travel. lodge or a town lodge yeah. or a road lodge. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what... Shapiro doesn't. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the business travel is back. You know, I don't know. We, we've got a gauge. This set of results was pretty good and it's a turnaround. You know, it was a Monday to Thursday night um hospital you know hotel yeah. uh, and maybe sunday nights and that but you know on the weekends it was that's when you got the bargains and it wasn't a tourist hotel at all no one went and stayed at city lodge 
which were so that's that's why you know that's why it was built so i don't know whether that's come back with post covid and that we're going to have to watch through another couple of results to see that okay. wonderfully run company super you know super offering but um, you know we we've got to see with the post covid economies whether or not it gets back to where it was yeah okay and in a, yet again, another interesting 24-year-old chart of City Lodge up there. <laughs> um, right, getting to your stock picks this evening. Wayne, what are you going for? Look, I've gone for one I, I've, done, I've done before, and I've gone for one that, re, that released, I thought was an okay set of results, but the market pushed it down 6%, and that's Capital and Counties. They're merging with Shaftesbury, and the new company is going to be called Shaftesbury Capital. I mean, these are absolutely prime assets. And the tourists, there's nothing wrong with the tourists in their properties. There's nothing wrong with the occupancy levels that, they, that they're seeing there. Their earnings were up massively, essentially off, off zero. Um, the net asset value still looks quite reasonable. Hmm. And you're buying it at a big discount. I think Capco or the new company over time. I couldn't understand those results. You know, Wayne, I mean, if you read yeah. through the commentary, it was very positive. Yeah. And they were glowing yeah. about what's happening there. You know, record numbers of this and, and the share price goes down. Look, it's, yeah. it's trying to recover. But I mean, there's going to be a point where this happens. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, you've <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you. Yeah. That, that, that's my pick there. Okay, mm. so um, Wayne's picks cap, capital, uh, well, Shaftesbury capital. Uh, David, very quickly, yours? I, I liked AECI's results today. I think mm. that it's in the right area. I, I've got to go through them in a lot greater detail. Mining, agriculture, and water. You know, so it's a very old company. When I say old, it's a very experienced business that's been around. And I think it's in the right area now. I think we're going to get a lot more expenditure in those. You know, that's the Victor, Hudeco, ASCI, Omnia. I think those industrial businesses are the ones to watch. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I also thought great set of results and, mm. uh, you know, the market seemed to be somewhat appreciative, but maybe not as much mm. as it ought to have been. Uh, David, Wayne, we have to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Nice to chat to you both. Uh, Wayne McCurry is from FNB Wealth and Investments. David Shapiro is from Sassen Securities and Zanati's back with Stockwatch tomorrow night. Have a good evening. <laughs>